It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Firefighting versus fire prevention. What's the difference and where are we as an organization? Here's a clue. One of the things that I recently observed at one of my coaching engagements was that the team explained to me that they only signed up for one new feature or one new backlog item per sprint. And when I approached them and asked them why, they said, well, I said, we only signed up for one because we know that we're going to spend the majority of our sprint, the majority of our time putting out fires for all the things that come up, which immediately raised a red flag, obviously. So the question became, why are they spending so much time firefighting? And what I quickly learned was that the organization put a premium on getting things out of the door quickly, and they did not allow for internal testing to happen between developers. There was no peer reviews or pairing. It was simply one of those organizations where they they took the work, they did the work, they worked all the way up until the last day at a sprint, and then they threw it over a large wall where the quality organization would then go or the testing organization would go and test the items and then they would find defects and they would throw it back over the wall. And then the organization or team would try to fix those and they'd throw them back over the wall. Not to mention that all this toss back and forth was with a team that was in a completely different country. So we had barriers of time zone. We had barriers of differences in culture. We had barriers of language and understanding. There was just a lot going on. And what we quickly discovered was that as much as we wanted this organization to be successful, that there was no way that they were going to get it all pulled together. They were really struggling. And it went from having you know eight to 10 items per sprint to four to two to one. They were literally backing themselves into a corner and did not understand why they spent so much time firefighting. Now, for me, the answer was quite simple. I asked a very easy question. What steps are you taking to do fire prevention? What steps are you taking to make sure that you're building a quality system instead of just focusing on using Agile to rip things out? In the past week, I had an opportunity to attend a couple of different uh, certification classes uh, regarding the stable framework. Uh, One was a certified stable process owner and the other was a certified stable master chief. And what I can tell you is I took away some very interesting observations from those classes regarding how we build quality in and how Agile often, I don't want to say disregards quality, but puts quality on a back burner to try to rip out the most efficient things and to be able to pivot quickly to meet consumers' needs. But the problem is with all this pivoting and with all this adjustment that we're not creating high quality workflow. So some of the recommendations that were made in a stable framework class were to build a quality system, to create checklists and have kata cards and and make sure that we have systems in place that nothing is going to ever make it to the consumer's hands until it goes through a thorough vetting with regard to quality. This approach is incredible and worked quite well. And in class, we saw a representation and examples and multiple things where it really does show. And I think that In order to get there, though, you need to take some steps first. And I think the first step is eliminating the separation between a quality department and a development department. 
when people are building products or services, they should also be reviewing, peer reviewing, pairing, and testing each other's work to make sure that they have an understanding of what's being built, why it's being built, how it's going to be used. I mean, there's so many things that they should be focused on. And I just feel like we are not taking advantage of those things and we're not doing those things. And it's causing it's causing uh, organizations to fall back into a traditional mindset when it comes to quality. And they are looking for the cheapest way to get things tested without disrupting new features that are being built. But what they quickly discover is that because of this behavior, they're spending way more time firefighting than doing any long-term fire prevention. So for me, one of the keys to doing this uh, successfully, the first key is to eliminate that separation and have people working together to solve complex problems. The second key is to make sure people are planning a little bit ahead. If I know that um, you know a particular part of our system needs to be reworked or that there's an infrastructure-related issue that's going to eventually break and cause us pain down the line or we're switching to web services or whatever the case may be, it's important for us to put steps in place to have proactive fire prevention. Uh, whether it's, you know, whether you think of the National Park Services with controlled burns or whether you think of, you know, organizations that uh, understand that they're going to have to pay for this eventually, but why not invest now and get it done so that it's less painful in the future? We need to be on the side of getting things done right the first time. We need to be on the side of getting control of quality the best we can. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the stable framework that I mentioned a couple of times, I think this would be a good opportunity for you to pick up the stable framework book by, uh, by Mike Berry and uh, take a look at it. It has some really good insight into steps that we can take, but many of these steps require you to make organizational change. And while this sounds oh so expensive and there's two new roles and all these things, the truth is these roles already exist in your organization and they've just been given this title of this authority to be able to perform different things within the organization to help them yield higher quality. So I think that when we start talking about fire prevention, we have to ask ourselves, is our environment stable? Do we have high quality things and what can we do to get there? And there are some pretty easy steps that you can do to help us, you know, figure through and get to the point where what we're building makes sense and is optimized for our customer. Uh, Agile helps us pivot quickly and helps us understand our customers' needs and deliver to those needs. But Agile doesn't always think quality first. So I think it's important for us to really get our head around a quality first piece of it. And I guess the final step is to make sure that when a team does sign up for new work, that they understand or that we have a way to control outside interruptions. Now, whether those interruptions are defects or whether those interruptions are requests for new things, we just need to find a way to govern or manage those interruptions. And we need to make certain that we're asking the right questions and solving the right problems. And I think that if we can control the interruptions and stop the disruption of flow, if we can limit work in progress, and if we can get people testing each other's things, that that's a great start to getting us down the path of fire prevention. And then what we can do is let the team hyper-focus on the things that they need to do to meet the customer's needs, and it'll help them become predictable, and it'll help us as an organization really focus in on doing the right thing and getting it done right. That's going to do it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. We always love to hear from you. Learn more at AgileDad.com. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Music.